Welcome to A Break From The Grind. I'm your host, Jason, and this is my co-host, George. Say hi to the people, George. Dodging clocks, bitches! <laughs> and George <laughs> is referring to the fact that we have at Profit on the Fantasy Life app uh, here with us as a special guest to talk some football, because he loves talking football. He loves it. Loves it. Welcome, Neil. Thank you for having me, guys. I would like to put a disclaimer out there. I've been recorded for the last hour. If any of that gets released, I did not agree to that. So if anything besides football is released from this point forward, guys, don't listen to it. Well, all right, we're, we're going to put the stuff that we did an hour ago. That's going to go right into the archives with our Donald Trump interview. And then, and then this way, when we're behind on releasing podcasts, we're just going to like throw out the Donald Trump interview. And then we'll have like the behind the scenes shit with Neil. So it, it, all it, bonus it'll, work content. Out. it'll work out. It's all yeah. bonus content. Exactly. So the first thing we wanted to talk to you about was, well, obviously the Super Bowl, because we just had the Super Bowl. Um, so when you guys get this, once I'm done editing it and it's like mid-March, realize we recorded this <laughs> like right around the Super Bowl, right after. So uh, we Today, to- Today's date is February 7th. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually recording this before the Super Bowl, predicting <laughs> how it'll play out, because we know when it's going to come out, it's not going to be anywhere near so it'll be it'll be February seventh, two thousand eighteen. And we all assume that the Falcons are gonna blow out the the Patriots and we're gonna walk away at halftime and just know it's it's over. Game's over. Exactly. So Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm feeling. So how many times, Neil, during the game did you say, Okay, I'm gonna shut this shit off? Alright. So I never said I was gonna shut it off, but I did say like a hundred times, it's over. It's over. Like the whole time all I kept telling everybody like I I, I wanted the Patriots to win just for some, you know, I hate you. Some reason. I wanted them to win. Like I said, I've been saying that, you know, let greatness be great, right? So if they're great, let them be great. Let's watch history. So when the game was going down the path that it was going, I was getting kind of depressed. I was like, this sucks. Like, this, I didn't want it to be a blowout. If anything, I'm thinking this is going to be like an offensive, you know, juggernaut game from both sides. Yeah, an explosion. Yeah. So by, when it was at halftime and the score was like that, I was like, damn, this is it. It's over. I, I, had no belief at all that the Patriots were going to come back at all. So, so um, at, at halftime, so most of my family's from New England, and I, I ain't going to lie, I talked so much shit to my older brother and my uh, my good friend Bobby, who are both Patriot fans, to the point where at halftime I called them both and just to laugh at them, and neither one would even talk to me. They both just hung up on me. Yeah, uh, my, my, I mean. And, and- Anybody who says they knew the Patriots were going to come back or felt like they were going to come back were inside that locker room, and that's it. Anybody well, else is lying to you. I, I thought they would. Excuse me. I thought they would make it. You know, close in the second half. I did not think they'd come back to win. So here's the. I kept watching the game, and I kept telling myself, and this was after halftime, but I kept watching the game and saying, "Okay, if the Patriots, if the Patriots don't score here, I'm going home." And then they'd score. And then I'm thinking, okay, if the Falcons score here, I'm going home. And then they had to punt. And then I'm like, okay, if the Patriots don't score here, I'm going home. And then over and over and over again, I'd say that until it was fucking close and I couldn't go home. Yeah. You're like, okay, if they score here, then this is really real. This is serious now. Yeah. And so one question I wanted to ask, and I've asked this question like a hundred times, and I, I feel like I need to ask somebody who knows football pretty well. At the end of the third quarter... Right? And this was back when the Patriots were still getting blown the fuck out, so nobody gave a shit. There was a punt lined up for the Falcons, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They took a delay of game penalty. Why the why did the officials let the clock run after the delay of game penalty in, in the third quarter? 
I don't have an answer for you there, man. Okay, I didn't know if that was some weird rule or if they just fucked up. But like, it feels real shitty if you're say the if you're the Patriots that the other team can take a delay a game, then get a whole new play clock and time back on the clock, and then get another delay a game. Yeah, and then there was just, a lot of weird stuff going on. Just there. keep running the clock. I, I think the refs were just wanting to get the game over with because <laughs> they they knew like the rest of the uh, rest of the world knew the game was over. But now you know stuff like that plays into this whole the NFL is rigged stuff that's going on. Yeah, but like, that's anti-rigged because that's getting the Falcons. Yeah. yeah, you're not rigging the game for the Falcons. No, but that's creating drama for the Patriots' comeback. And yeah. I, well, I also you know people kept saying, well, Tom Brady had if, his. If, if you had to create drama to get <laughs> fired up for the Super Bowl, you don't deserve to be there. Well, that, that, that's like that's like with you know when they're Antonio Brown live streaming. On Facebook after the the Steelers' uh, victory, and I'm talking shit about the Patriots. If the Patriots had to use that to get fired up for the AFC Championship game, they did not deserve to be in the AFC Championship game. You know, people are saying, "Oh, well, look, Tom Brady went and and did a commercial with five rings, and that's proof that they were rigging it." <laughs> no, the fuck, it's not. First of all, they also make they made Atlanta Falcons fucking championship jerseys, just like they made. Patriots championship jerseys is that oh they made Patriots championship shirts the day before you know so it'd be be ready for the Super Bowl that it's proof no yeah yeah they, they do those every year those are like the shirts that they send if, over to like Africa and stuff after if we've you, all seen the meme with the kids dancing because they're getting yeah. the shirts I mean come yeah on. they do that every year and here's here's completely the, legit here's the thing with that Tom if you ask Tom Brady the week before the Super Bowl who's going to win the Super Bowl you know what he'd say the fucking Patriots. He better say the fucking Patriots. Exactly right. So he went and recorded the the commercial knowing that he was going to win the Super Bowl. Because exactly. that's the only thing he could think in his mind. Plus, the dude's got like a perfect life. Like they kept talking he about. I, well, think about it. Dude's with. He's got Giselle. He's got five championships. He gets a flag every time he's touched. I mean, do, how much better could that dude's life be? Well, this is true. This is true. Except to bring it a sad side to it, his mom does have like cancer or something. Well, man. Come on, if all so, of us, so you know, it's not perfect. If, man. We gotta find. If all of us live long enough, our moms are gonna have cancer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like true. we're all gonna have something. But yeah, that's true. You know how old is Tom Brady? He's 38, 39, and like that's the only thing he can complain about. Listen, hopefully, hey, hey, I got a, I got a question. Do you guys think Tom Brady's a racist? Maybe. Yeah, the, the he reason, did have that make he does have that make America great hat man. Well, kinda, it's, it's not only that's, just, that's not, a national wide symbol for racism. Not 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 only that, but if you look when the Patriots won the Super Bowl and George Bush was president, Tom Brady went to the White House. When they won it, when Obama was president, he did not go to the White House. Now that did he have Trump's a good reason? President, I don't know what his reason was. I just know he didn't go. But, he better had a good reason because if he did, and, and, he's fucking racist. And now that Trump's president, you know damn well he's going to be going to the to the White House. Well, listen, uh, Neil's black and he says he's racist. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you the, who don't know that the, the myth, the legend continues. <laughs> so for those that you that don't know, Neil's not black. He is Mormon. Yes. He, <laughs> do, you, do you know Mitt Romney? Did you just? I ins- don't know Did him. you just insult our Ruxin? <laughs> Listen, I love everybody. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So, my another question I got from the game, and and I had this discussion with people at work today. Um, which was a better catch, Julio Jones's catch or Julian Edelman's catch? 
Edelman's. So if you ask me which one was more difficult, I think I'm going to say Julio. And the only reason why is because it was literally on top of a defender falling out of bounds where he barely got his toes in. Where Edelman's catch, yes, the ball was around three people, but nobody really had a chance to knock. I mean, they did knock the ball away, but it just kind of like fluttered and floated right in front of him. So it wasn't a whole lot of athletic ability that, that led to him catching that ball. That was quick reflexes. I'm, go- I'm going with the whole height-size ratio. Come on, man. Julio's got him trumped in every athletic you know, you know, statistic, everything possible. Plus, you got to think of the pressure that was on Edelman because they were behind trying to come back. Like, if he drops that ball, that could have been it. I mean, well, that's it right there, right? Edelman's most – uh, so Edelman's well, catch is more important yeah, by, but you by gotta far. Look, the Julio Jones catch, you can't say that there wasn't any pressure on him. I mean, the Patriots were coming back on them. That yeah. if, if he didn't catch that – well, I mean, I was going to say... Listen, I'm happier pass, for the five-foot guy to catch an impressive catch than the six-fucking-foot, seven-foot receiver. I think a lot of it, for me, is my bias to the fact that I hate the Patriots, and I definitely do Dude, not like... Why do you hate greatness, George? Please answer well, He's this. a Dolphins fan. I'm a, they get, hey, I'm a Dolphins fan. They get mud stumped okay, every well, year listen, twice. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, this Jason, why were you... Why, we were watching why, history. Why, Jason, why were you rooting for the Patriots to win again? Because I don't like the Falcons. And why don't you like the Falcons? Because we're rivals. Exactly. Oh, come on, guys. That's... I'm a Raider fan. If anyone here should hate the Patriots more than, than me. Yeah, tuck rule. Well, yeah, but tuck you, rule. you should hate the Bucks more than anything. He, he does hate you. He just won't tell you. I hate all of you. you. I hate all of you. I hate <laughs> your teams. I hate everything uh, about you. I mean, Do you the, hate the fact but... that we're a cheap ripoff of Clock Dodgers as well? No, man. I love that fact. <laughs> <laughs> so now we'll go into our in and out of bounds segment. No. It's, so, um, no, so... Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you should hate us because the last decent game you guys played before this year was against us, and we yeah we crushed you guys. That's what we did. No, in the Super Bowl, I was at the game, man. I'm talking I about the, the energy. Oh, you mean this year? I was talking about the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. Well, you did say the oh, last yeah, game yeah, that they yeah, played yeah. against you. The last the, game they played against you. The last good game they played against. <laughs> the last important one. Yeah, that that one sucked. Well, but, I enjoyed that, it. I, I, I enjoyed I, it a I, lot. I, it a another lot, reason actually. I'm not a Patriot fan is because most of my family is, and I just find Patriots fans to be just. Most obnoxious group of fans in the world. Yeah, he hates Patriots fans, including his family. I do hate your dad. I just wanted, I just wanted to see greatness, guys. I just wanted to see the records broken, and we've well, seen it. Other it's, than the it, fourth quarter, you weren't really watching greatness, though. Because the first, the first three quarters, he looked like shit. He said he just wanted they, they to see thought, greatness. Actually, they, they should have thought about benching him for Jimmy Garoppolo. He said, he "No, man, to see that greatness. was part of the rigged NFL." Oh, okay. okay. All right. He wanted to see greatness. Is that why he was standing in the corner while I was doing it the other night? <laughs> Good God. It was great. Uh, it was terrible. It was is, great this, for me. I won't deny that I was there. I will deny that it was great. <laughs> you didn't enjoy it? We invited you over. You kept saying no. That's it. I'm on the record. That's it. <laughs> I will not deny I was there. I will deny it was great. All right. Next time, can I be Big Spoon? I said that's it. I'm not on the record anymore. <laughs> this is what I deal with on a fucking weekly basis. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl, We've. I feel like by the time this comes out, everybody will be talked to death on it. Probably. So, so we'll shift no, over. No, because it's going to be at least three, four months before you get it out. They might be, but they're like, <laughs> they want to relive it. Cause they'll this, might just be, yeah, this might just be a reminder, like a refresher. <laughs> they'll miss football so much. You so should just bad. put this out. I mean, this is going to come out right before the season starts, right? So. Yeah. It's just kind of like that refresher course of what happened last season, yeah, where we this, left this, off. Kind of like, yeah, this is our, this yeah. our end of the season recap show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this so, is the start of the season recap show. The start for next of the year. season for last year, yeah. Um, 
So uh, we'll we'll move on to the Pro Bowl. No, no, let's stick on the Super Bowl. Sir. I got oh. a couple more questions. All right. So, um, one of the questions we had in our question and answer session, uh, somebody wanted to know if you thought that the Falcons would make it back to the Super Bowl within the next two or three years. What do you think? So that's a tough one, right? I mean, the the idea of a team going back to the Super Bowl is hard. It's not easy. However, I mean, I think they have everything in place to do it. And they should only get better. The only concern I have is Shanahan, although a lot of guys are knocking him right now. They feel like he's the reason they choked, which I guess I can sort of see he made some mistakes maybe. But yeah, other than taking, that, I mean. He should be taking seven-step drops. Head coach. Yeah. Head I mean, coach. Not running the ball. He didn't run the ball enough. Head the, coach, yeah. head coach, head coach, and, head coach, head coach. And, and one point. <laughs> in it's, one, it's all Quinn. No. That is all Quinn's fault. And, and one point, at that point in the game, Matt Ryan has no business taking seven-step drops. Hand the ball off. Even if you get two or three yards, you're in field goal position. You can put yourself up at least by 11 and, and give the Patriots – they need two possessions to score uh, in order to, to take the lead or tie, and there wasn't enough time left in the game to do it after that Julio catch. That was just – Yeah, I mean – I mean, that, that, that whole play calling right there literally cost them the championship game. You know what I – Yeah, they, they, were, they were running the ball well. They stopped doing that. It was just like kind of – Mind-boggling, actually. Because NFL's rigged, baby, it's rigged. I, I think, I think the pre- honestly, I think the pressure got to them. You know what I kept screaming is, fucking Patriots, you scored with too much time left on the clock. Because <laughs> I kept looking at it going, dude, run, you've got 30 seconds and two timeouts, run the clock. Like, seriously, yeah. run the clock, because you give the Falcons 57 seconds, and all they need is a field goal to win? Yeah, but look what, I mean... The, there was multiple times in that game the Falcons ran the ball out of the end zone on a kickoff or a punt when they should not have done it. What the fuck was that, too? That, like, I take mean, the 25 yards. I mean, that that could not have been something the coach told him to do. Uh, I think it was Sammy Weems, is who I think the returner was at the end of the game. He should not have ran that ball out of the end zone. Fucking take the time, kneel down, start the 25. You fucking lost yourself 14 yards. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some questionable things. But at the end of the day, with the question, I think they could go back. I, again, obviously, that's always a tough thing, whether, you know, teams are able to get right back or whatever. But I, th- I think, you know, they're in one of the best positions to do so. I, so I I said no only because I don't think they'll go a whole season again with, with limited injuries. Yeah, I mean, that's they, true. You know, they offensive line, defensive line, you know, they stayed pretty strong all the way through. Didn't but they also could get better. I mean, they have places to get better at, too. I mean. Well, that defense really stepped up, but don't you think they could really add more talent to it also? Absolutely, but it's a question of health. And yeah. normally normally teams don't stay that healthy. Uh other than losing the their cornerback, um Trufant. Trufant, really yeah. they didn't they didn't really suffer any injuries at all. Well, I mean think about it. Year. You guys the the Raiders went into the playoffs as a big as a big favorite. I mean, with some of the teams they were gonna be playing, especially the first game. And Matt and then Car- we lose Carr. Yeah, and then and then Derek Carr goes down with you know what it, what's a horrible injury, and it just kills it. It kills your whole season at the end of the season. All it takes is one bad injury to the quarterback. Not even a bad injury. He breaks his thumb like hitting a helmet, and yep. and they don't go back to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I I say no, but you know I respect why you say they could. I mean they have talent. As long as Julio's there. Now, here's my question to you guys. When you, when you mentioned the quarterback getting hurt, do you think that a team can have a good enough backup quarterback that they can 
recover from that, Fuck or yeah. it doesn't matter. Have you not seen the Dolphins and Matt Moore? He stepped, but, but I mean, he like, stepped you know, right in and took over for Tannehill. How'd you do in yeah, the playoffs? Yes. But yeah, the that's Dolphins, also what makes me think, so, like, why would the, the Patriots Do- trade Garoppolo? Like, I feel like he could probably do that. Because, so why would they take that chance? It's, it's the Patriot thing to do. If they could trade Jimmy, they know what they have in Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no yeah. doubt about it. If they could flip him for a a first-round draft pick or two second-round draft picks, they're absolutely going to do it. No yeah. hesitation at all. That's what the, that's the Patriot way. So, uh, um, do I think you can? I mean, look what happened with Brady. So, yeah, I think it's possible that a, a guy can come in. Look at Kurt Warner is another example. Uh, and there's only been two in how many years? But yeah, can you have a backup come in and step up and be be big time? Sure. What I'd say about New England is they keep winning no matter what. Yeah, I mean they just keep winning. I, I, I guess I just feel like you know when when, when the Raiders lost Carr, like, the team was like, "Oh yeah, uh, Matt McGloin, man, Matt McGloin, he can do." I'm like, "Are you are these guys serious, or are they just trying to make themselves believe?" Because I'm like, "That, that was it's hard to believe." Raiders, that was just Raiders and their fans. That was no, yeah. no, no, nobody else in the NFL. But the players, <laughs> absolutely the players were like, him. "Oh yeah, we believe in him too." And I'm like, "Well, really? they have to I say that." Know. Yeah, the, I mean, they're what, going out there to play with him. What are they yeah. going to say? Fuck that guy, he sucks. <laughs> But it brings me to think, like, why do the Raiders not have a better backup quarterback? Because then? there like, are, they... I mean, there are none. Like, who do you, who are you taking as a backup? Because, like, anytime, more, you get, anytime you get a decent backup, he wants to be a starter. People, yeah. people are going to way overpay Mike Glennon Absolutely. this year. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a backup quarterback at best. He's a backup quarterback, and he's going to get paid a bunch to compete for some shitty, for some shitty team. And then end up being a backup there, but he's going to get paid five or six million or seven or eight million a year as a backup. And he's going to go to San Francisco. The, the problem is, you know, there aren't, there's only so many good quarterbacks. And then to, to hold on to a good backup costs you too much money. Unless who's, the best, who, who's the best backup quarterback in the league right Matt, now? Matt Moore. Come on, man. Garoppolo. Do you agree with this? Do you agree with this? Uh, Garoppolo. Okay. I, don't, I, don't. I, I think I think Garoppolo is a product of the system. Matt Castle, great in the system. Jimmy Garoppolo, great in the system. I think if you get him out of that Belichick system, and you try to do it a different way with him, he's not going to be as successful as he was. I don't know. I haven't Matt, seen. I think Matt Moore, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Dolphin fan. I think he's probably the best backup in the NFL. I've seen people say Matt Moore is good. I've seen people actually say Glennon is a good backup. Um, but I, oh, I'm light. I'm light. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I, I I must admit when I'm wrong. Tony Romo is the best backup in the NFL. There it is. No, that is it. No, seriously, that's the people give Tony Romo shit, but he's a good quarterback. Yes, he is. He won't know. be a backup though. He won't be a backup. Well, no, but no, he, no, was year. Year. <laughs> he was this year. He was this year. He was this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, George George has it right. Tony Romo was the best backup this year, by far. This is true. And then Matt Moore. The, the only pro- <laughs> the only problem with Tony Romo is you get like one play out of him, and then he hurts his back and his gone. Yeah, I'm like year. I'm like begging. I'm begging like the, the Broncos to trade for. Him. I'm like, please trade for him, please. I, if 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 he was smart, if I was Romo, he's not. If I was Romo, I, I would go to Houston. They have the offense. They have the defense. It's in a dome. It's in Texas. Where you don't have to pay, worry about paying uh, as much taxes as if you do if you move to Denver, you don't have to worry about playing outside in the cold. You don't have to worry about playing outside in that altitude. Houston is the place for him to go. 
Let me tell you one thing about Denver. Legal pot. Let me tell you this about Denver. <laughs> Illegal in the NFL. Well, they won't test him. He's Tony Romo. No, they will test him. You know, I don't know if you guys seen it. Larry Fitzgerald, did you guys see what he said about that? No. No. He said he said that the league only tests like twice a year and the players know when it's coming. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You so, know, how, yeah. so how the hell do guys fail it? You... And, and, I, when I, and when I said that on Twitter, I said, how do the guys fail it? It makes it, you know, like even worse. And then uh, Marcus Grant said to me, um, guys have known for a long time that it's not really a drug test. It's like an intelligence test. And, <laughs> you know, and I was like, but that's really bad looking. He's like, some guys just don't love the sport like we think they do. You know, yeah. it's like. Well, that, that's, that's crazy. That's well, part of it, but it's also pain management. I have to assume because they say pot's good for all this, all the pain that you can you can manage. Yeah. You know, they treat it for cancer. They treat it for this that the guy. What these guys put through their their bodies through, I gotta assume every day is miserable. Waking up the next the day after oh, football, yeah. it's, oh, and, it's and, like being in a fucking hundred car accidents and, in one day. And honestly, I would much rather have a player fucking pop instead of popping pills. I'd much rather him smoke one joint and and. Fucking mellow himself out and lose the pain, then then no start question. popping those opiates or whatever that's yeah. legal. So like I, I, I don't want to go on a drug tirade, but marijuana I think is as a schedule one in this country, which means it has no medicinal purposes. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> you know who's you know who says it has no medicinal purposes? Big pharma. Yep, that's because, what it is. because it's it literally is something that that somebody as dumb as Jason can actually grow at his house. And treat himself without having to spend millions and millions and millions uh, with his insurance going towards big pharmacies. You know who voted yep. against medical marijuana twice in Florida? Big Pharma over there. <laughs> I think I think that's going to be George's rap name, Big Pharma. He went against it? Are you kidding me? Twice. Twice in a row. Twice in a row. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I did. I did. These are details I need to know before I come on this kind of show. Though. This is just ridiculous. I got You got me, though. I, I wanted it twice. <laughs> I want to legalize it 100%. So, I mean, that's just, I, I don't, and here's the God's honest truth. I won't smoke it. I can't smoke it with the with the job at the factory. I will never be able to smoke it. I want it to be legal. But get, this, what's right, man. this isn't, okay, so we're getting off the topic of football <laughs> and onto the topic of pot, which is okay. But let's get back to football. And we'll actually, this time we'll actually transition to the Pro Bowl. Neil, did you watch the Pro Bowl? I'm a little bit not as not as well as you guys did though. Well, we win, and here here's the thing: I will never watch the Pro Bowl on TV. Nope. I will watch it every year in Orlando if it's in Orlando every year. Yep. I will go every year. It was listen. It was great. I remember when you guys got the tickets, man. I know. I you was were, like, you were there. I was like, oh shit, we're all getting Pro Bowl tickets. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, it's just them two. Oh, okay, hey, cool, cool. We had nothing to do. We had no clue, by the way. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm just fucking around. But I was like, oh shit, we're going to the Pro Bowl. Jason and I had the same fucking thought. There's only two tickets, and there's four of us, and I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking, well, I've got my ticket because they're all in my hand. So now I'm like. I don't give a fuck who goes with me. How are they going to cut these bitches in half or what? <laughs> no, so uh, honestly, so George had the selfish thought, and my thought was, if they have Pro Bowl tickets, why aren't they giving them to the kids? <laughs> I mean, so, but uh, next year you have to come up and we'll go. You can sleep at George's house afterwards. Absolutely. That way you don't have to drive home. I don't know if I feel safe doing that, but... Uh, he, he can be Big Spoon. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, no, it, it was amazing to go to, we, before the, before the game started, we snuck, not snuck, but we went down to where, 
Uh, the locker rooms were, there was a little fenced off area, and we watched the guys come out of the locker rooms and go down the tunnel. We got a whole bunch of pictures. That was cool. The game, Wasn't there like, is there like pregame stuff? Like, were you guys there for like freaking like things for kids to do and all kinds of stuff? We or? got there super early, and I'll say that the before the the before the Pro Bowl stuff wasn't all that. There was there was stuff to do, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't. So like, if we'd have gone earlier in the week, like on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday it, and Saturday, there was all types of stuff to do with like. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay, so it's like a week long thing. Yeah, okay. but but I mean, yeah, I mean, you had all your your. ESPN podcasts and radio shows all were live from Orlando. You'd go down and watch Mike and Mike. Um, I believe uh, First Take was live from Orlando. I mean, just everybody was here, and they did their shows all throughout the week. So you can go watch those live. So there was tons of shit to do. But the day of the Pro Bowl, there really wasn't a whole lot. We uh, When we first got there, we, we just were kind of walking around. And one of the the security uh, ladies is like, yeah, hey, if you guys go over here, they have the some interactive stuff that you can do. So we're like, okay, cool. And it was it most of the stuff on Sunday itself was take pictures of yourself in front of the trophy, take pictures of in front of yourself in big letters that say Pro Bowl, take pictures <laughs> of yourself like you put your face in like in the body of a football player. Yeah, they had like little mannequins, and you can go ahead and put your head on where the where the uh, the head would go on the mannequin, and you'd be having either the AFC or the NFC uh, jersey on in the photo type and, thing. And so, did you guys do those, or did you just skip right past? We didn't do. We did some of the pictures. We got our picture in front of the big Pro Bowl thing. We got our picture in front of the trophy. We didn't do the mannequin thing. No, we we got so we got our pictures in front of the thing that says Pro Bowl. Um, by the way, people are fucking rude. Guys, learn how to fucking get in line. Stand in line Jesus and Christ. wait. Well, there was a line, everybody was doing it, and then all of a sudden somebody would just walk up out of the corner and fucking get in get in the, the shot. And, and and most people wanted to get a picture of like them and their family or, you know, the people that they're with in front of a sign that says Pro Bowl. And they want the whole and they Pro want Bowl it to sign. be just them, but no, you'd have like so people would be sitting right there in the middle. And then out of nowhere, here comes Susie, Susie Q and Billy Bob sitting right next to them, getting their picture taken at the same time. It's like, come on, are you serious? <laughs> and it, it happened all the freaking time. So at one point, I started becoming the bouncer and like getting people to move out of the way so the guys in front of us could take their shots. And then finally, we got ours. George got one in front of the full thing. I think I got about half of it. I got, yeah. I got old bow. <laughs> Jason says old bowel. <laughs> so, um, but no, you know, and then they they had a little concert going. They had like a local band playing, which was kind of cool. They had a they had an interactive thing where you could throw a ball and see how fast you can throw the throw a spiral and and how close on a target. We didn't do that. There was a long line for that, and I know I can't throw. So never... and, and, and that that reminds me of like a baseball game. They had a thing where you get to pitch and throw the ball. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah pretty how much. fast you can uh, throw a ball. So like on yeah, Sat- I used to like those on Saturday. They had like they had the the virtual reality system set up. You know how quarterbacks now are training with virtual reality. They had they had that set up so you could like see, um, you could see what a quarterback how a quarterback trains, where you can read a defense and and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know the typical stuff you hear about it like at the the Super Bowl or whatever the NFL experience, the fan experience. They had that on Saturday. Thursday they had the um. They had the skills competition. Next year, uh, if 
if we get tickets, I'm going to the skills competition. I don't care what time I have to work on Friday because the skills competition seems cool. Thursday and Friday off. They dro- they dropped uh, this year. They dropped footballs from drones to see if people could catch them. I'm, uh, wow. I, I need to do that. I need to see that. Yeah. Um. And, but- and in the actual game itself, I mean, do you guys feel like? Because you always hear people, you know, talking shit about the game and stuff. Like being there, was it like well worth it? Yes. Yes. I would I would go to it. Uh, so I'm pretty much like that with most sports, though. I would go to most types of sports. I would go to like I'll go watch a baseball game live, but I won't watch it on TV. I'll right, go to a right, soccer right, right. soccer or football game live, but I won't <laughs> watch it on TV. So I'm that way with most sports, and this game's like no different. It actually seemed like a lot more fun because like you can focus on things that aren't on the screen. So the one thing I wanted to see was like Mike Evans. He was there. I wanted to see how he did against the AFC's best corners. And if you look at his stats, you would never know he was even there. <laughs> and that's true. Because but, they didn't target him one time in the whole game. But we watched. There was at least at least two times and probably more. One time he beat his cornerback and was a good 20 yards past him, and they didn't even look his direction. Yep, just threw, like, threw it to Greg Olson. He beat his man with no safety help over the top. Like, like it was Like the dude was playing against me. And they didn't even look his way. So, but it's kind of cool to be able to like watch the the players not only interact on the sidelines with guys that you like are normally rivals that they're like you know fucking around and and high fiving and like just you could tell they're having a good time, but like the stuff on the field you won't see in the game because they'll never show it. Right. And my favorite moment is when they Superman Jay Ajaye. <laughs> <laughs> and I that they, was awesome. They they just so you know he ran about three yards and then they stopped him. And, you know, they'll blow the whistle dead before they tackle a guy in the Pro Bowl. Well, they picked him up and, and started carrying him backwards. And then he put his hands out like he was Superman. And then they just dropped him. <laughs> well, <clears throat> all I can hope for is uh, my wife definitely doesn't listen to your podcast. But that's good. Um, hopefully you guys, you know, can coordinate, get my wife involved. Like, oh, hey, here's a Pro Bowl ticket for you, too. Listen, you know? dude, dude, I would have absolutely had your wife involved had I known my wife was involved. Well, and let me throw this out there. You probably don't want me to know your wife. This is true. No, I'm not going to. Why do you think I kick my wife out the house when he comes over? Yep, that's exactly true. <laughs> that's exactly true. But I do know yeah. you. But um, the other thing I'll say about J.H.I., since we were on his, uh, we were on his topic, uh, J.H.I. was the only dude that came over and signed anything on the Pro Bowl day. Now, I'm sure they, they've signed shit all week while they were in the area. But Jay Ajayi, when he walked out of the locker room, getting ready to go in the tunnel, saw a, like a 10 or 11-year-old kid with a Dolphins Jay Ajayi shirt or jersey on, came over and signed it, talked to him for a minute, and then and then walked away. So big props to that dude because, well, first of all, he'll probably never make another one. So yeah, I know he wanted... Know he wanted like oh. he wanted like all the he wanted the, all the experience he could get, but no, I thought it was really cool. That was a cool thing because none yeah, of the other guys that, did it at all. That's the big thing I look at too. Like when I went, I went to all the games that the Raiders played down here last year, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, whatever. And um, for the first time ever, I actually like I seen everybody gathered around. I guess where the Raider players would come out to their buses, and I was like, oh shit, I never did this before. Let me. Act like a damn groupie and sit down here and see what happens. Trust me, we were so I sat, like groupies at the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So I sat there and I watched all these players come out. And I'm like, you know, you see some guys just walk by, like you don't even exist. And then you see, like, there was some, like, little kids there and stuff. And, like, people were handing, like, there was, like, Latavius Murray and his family was there because he's from South Florida or whatever. 
and uh, or Central Florida. And so, like, his family was grabbing kids from over the gate and bringing them in that's to, like, cool. get autographs and stuff by Latavius Murray. And I was like, wow, that's really awesome. So, like, you kind of – you don't want to judge guys just off of that. But when you see that, you're like, wow, that's really cool of him. And if you like walk by, you're like, wow, that's pretty shitty. So, <laughs> so it's like – I don't negative judge anybody that doesn't because you don't know if they just didn't spend like the last two hours signing stuff yeah. for cancer patients. You know, I mean, you have no idea what they did for the last two hours. But when people they, actually they probably do it, played a football game. Well, maybe. But <laughs> but like but <laughs> but like when you see him come over and do it out of the blue, it's cool. Like we went to uh, Tampa always has open practice, you know, during the off season, like when they start doing the, the OTAs. And you can mm-hmm. go down to Wide World of Sports and watch them practice. And then afterwards, they usually have an interview session – or not interview, a uh, autograph session. And this was years ago, back when Allstott was still playing. And I was, you know, in the crowd trying to be a fan, trying to get an uh, autograph from Mike Allstott. And there was a little kid in front of me. Like, we were all reaching over this barrier trying to get him to grab our whatever it was and sign it and then give it back to us. There was like a, a seven-year-old kid like, right in front of me. So I grabbed his football and I held it over the thing and Mike Allstott signed it and I gave it back to him and I was all excited because I got the kid a thing and I put my thing back over there and he was like, yep, that's it. And he walked away. My wife was so pissed at me. She's like, (laughs) Mike Allstott is gorgeous. You didn't get his goddamn signature. (laughs) Yeah, but can you imagine like, okay, say you were in their position. We obviously, like you said, we don't have the levels of success as they do. We can't imagine what they go through on a daily basis. But can you imagine that people would like want your autograph that bad and you just ignore it? Like it just doesn't seem re- re- like realistic. I understand that we can't relate and can't you know understand it, but it just seems like if people want a monogram that bad, it just feels weird. Just like I don't see you, I don't see you, I don't make eye contact, I don't see you. Well, like, you know, it just seems weird. As a podcast star, don't you get like lots of requests for <laughs> autographs all the time? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I they're do. called they're called bills, and I have to sign them when they come <laughs> over. That's about it. <laughs> It's, only autograph it's, those, it's those uh it's those endorsement deals where you get that sweet sweet <laughs> yeah. podcast money. Yeah, <laughs> it's called we host your site, pay this. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. <laughs> um yeah, and I'm you know, my my dad and pretty much everybody I told I was going to the Pro Bowl kept asking, Hey, you're gonna get autographs, you can get autographs and I was thinking Yeah, I was asked the same I, question. I, I want photos. Uh, like if I see a player yeah. I, if I see a player, I want a photo with that player real quick. I don't want like I don't need his autograph. To be fair, how many do you think like turn around and sell those autographs too? The players probably think about that too. Like this grown ass man gonna sell my fucking autograph. I ain't signing shit. Well, so I don't think the little kids are. But yeah, if you're, <laughs> if up the if little kid. Well, like, you could hire you see, little kids. But come on, see, guys, get up there. If you see me there, <laughs> and I get a really good autograph, like so, let's say for example, I got um, uh, David Johnson's autograph last year, and he fucking blew up this year, and he becomes the next Ladanian Tomlinson. Or the next Marshall Falk. Listen, I ain't gonna lie. If I come up on hard times, I'll sell that fucking autograph. I ain't got no shame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I would. I mean, know. I got, I got, I got a family to provide for. If I can get, you know, five, six hundred dollars for some for some dude's autograph, fuck it. <laughs> Give me the money. Well, the only thing I'll say is how 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 much money can you actually get from some of these autographs? I mean, you'd these be are, surprised. These are current players with like signing thousands of things a week you know what i'm saying yeah like, like those autographs are everywhere i, I watch pawn star i know we ain't getting shit <laughs> i think they'll probably just bring in one of those guys that say you know i'll ask for you know i'll ask for a hundred thousand dollars and then he'll say oh i don't know i'll have to call in an expert and then they'll call an expert and they'll, <laughs> they'll look at it and go well it's real but here's the thing 
they sign. We'll give you. We'll give you ten dollars we'll for it. It's it's valued at two hundred and fifty dollars. We'll give you fifteen bucks. <laughs> I'll be like sold. So that's it. Done. That memory. So now we're on a totally different subject. But the the thing that makes me laugh about that show is somebody comes in with like their their precious family heirloom. It's been in the family for 200 years. And they're like, well, it's not as much money as I want, but I need that $200. So I sold this precious (laughs) family heirloom. Like, and now I'll probably bring my wife out for a nice dinner. Like, what? Yeah. What She's the been hell? in your family for generations, and you're going to go to Sizzler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, Which, dude, I miss Sizzler. Is there any more Sizzlers? No, I don't think there is. I, I, think, they, I think they shut down. I'm gonna when I was a kid, I loved Sizzler. Why did you even talk about that, man? <laughs> Sizzler was a shit. You know. So just, just for shits and giggles, uh, Tom Brady... Uh, New England Patriots framed 28 by 25 by eight Super Bowl 51 championship shadow box with autographed Duke Pro Football is $1,700 for a fucking Yeah, I'm selling that shit. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, Neil, there's there's a Sizzler in Kissimmee. So next year when we go to the Pro Bowl, we'll hit Sizzler. There is a Sizzler. It still exists? Yeah. Sizzler in Kissimmee. Now... It's we only, are definitely putting that on the schedule. It's only got two and a half stars on Yelp, but I don't give a shit what they got. <laughs> do they got? Do they got that ice cream machine where you can make your own ice cream? If they got that, I'm I, in. Jason, Honestly, I don't know. Jason, I just, seriously, I just you're, you're, you're going to care about the star ratings. We stopped at Waffle House on the way home from the Pro Bowl. No, so <laughs> let me tell you how shitty we ate. We ate at uh, we, CC's we ate, Pizza we, we on ate, the way in. We ate so shitty. CC's Pizza on the way in because we wanted that. Did you, did, did, did you get the barbecue sauce pizza there? Hell yeah! They had the they had, they had a pulled pork pizza. They had the new Kansas City pulled pork pizza. Oh, that's oh really shit! Good. It was good. So we hit Kansas. We hit that on the way in. Before we went into the game, we had empanadas out of a food truck that was outside the NFL, uh, outside the stadium, and they they were actually pretty good. But you know, they were four dollar empanadas. I mean, yeah. Compared to what we thought we'd get inside, we we're like, all right, I'll spend four bucks on an empanada. And then on the way home, we got covered, smothered, smashed, whatever the fuck you call it, like fully, fully, fully loaded, loaded hash, browns. hash browns at the Waffle House. <laughs> Sounds like an amazing dining so, experience. So, so we, we had we had the shittiest fucking hash browns you could ever imagine, just covered with everything. <laughs> Jason had a, Jason had a waffle. Uh, we both had drinks. And our total, had, so all that, and it was only like thirteen bucks. We paid twelve dollars for four fucking empanadas at the football game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. you can't eat you can't eat any cheaper than at the Waffle House. The uh, Waffle House and CC's like combined, like so. So our spent, lunch, our lunch, like and dinner, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> lunch and dinner, twenty five bucks. Yeah, lunch and dinner, lunch and dinner, twenty five dollars out the door. Chilled it. Hey, if Neil, you just had a sizzler in there, you would have been golden. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. How much do you think a Pro Bowl hat? Cost at the football uh, at the game. Hmm. What do you think? The well, we know we we know these things are always ridiculously priced at these places. And I've seen pictures of Neil. He wears nice hats, so he knows what a nice hat costs. Yeah, I know what a nice hat costs, but when you got don't buy them at the football game, right? 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 <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> what? What? Do you so think? I'm just saying, if I just had a guess, okay. I mean, normally you buy a hat in the store, you're probably going to pay anywhere from like twenty to thirty dollars if you want like a good hat, like Thanks. New Era or Lids. Yep. So. I'm gonna assume this hat probably costs fifty dollars. All right, so you went over. You it went was over. It not was by 40, much, though. It was forty-two bucks. So here's here's what we went through. Here's what we went through before. Tell me the you game. didn't buy a hat. 
No, we bought a hat. Now here, here's oh my here. god! You now, no, wait, wait, wait. That's wait. what I said. <laughs> no, but listen. So we have a buddy in California, and and he doesn't listen, so we can call him by his name, Rico. We got a buddy, Rico, in California. Um, let's call, uh, just 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 for me. Let's just call him Rico Suave. Okay, so Rico, Rico Suave yeah, in we California. Got, we got Suave out in California. Suave, so, okay. So Suave's out in California, and he told us before the game. He before he knew we were going. He said, "Hey, get me a shirt. Get me a hat." Now Rico's a big dude, and uh, Suave was a big dude, and he he, he he literally he's a big dude. He's like six foot five. And okay, that's pretty big, big. He's bigger than me. So I'll there there were no shirts there that would fit Suave. All right, so <laughs> so we looked and we said okay, but before the game he said either get me a shirt or get me a hat, and then he asked he goes. He goes, dude, just tell me how much and I'll send you the cash. And we were like, no, don't do that, man. Well, we got you. Don't worry about it. So I would have said the hat was $60, man. It was the only one they had. <laughs> me the money. <laughs> no, but so, so we went to the game and, and, you know, there towards the end, we were like, all right, let's go get, let's go get a shirt or a hat. And we looked it up and it was $42. And George is like, no, we're not getting that for him. If he knew it was $42, he wouldn't want it. That, that's exactly what I said. I said, He's there's a- no way in hell we're paying $42 for a goddamn hat. And I said, look, we told the dude that if he wanted a, if he wanted something, we told him we would get it for him. When are we ever going to come back? Although maybe next year. But when exactly. Are we, when are we ever? But it's not going to be cheaper <laughs> next year. No, but I bet if we went online now and tried to order one, they're not forty-two fucking dollars. So we, we could have wait, We could have waited a week and got it at half price. We told him. <laughs> we told him we were going to get him a hat there. We said, "Don't worry about the money. I'm not going to worry about the money. Let's just get him the hat." So we bought the hat. We brought it back and we shipped it out to him in California. And he got it. He got it. He, he got it Monday. He, yep. He called us on Monday. And he called us and him. was like, and thanked us. And I said, Rico, not for nothing, not to put you on blast. I just have to ask because we're we're friends, so he knows how we are. He won't take offense to the fact that I'm going to ask him the question. I said, look, you don't owe us money for it because we told you we got it, which is cool. That's that's 100 percent not why I'm asking you. I said, would you have bought the hat for forty two dollars if you were going to buy it yourself? And you know what he said? Fuck what? yeah, I'd buy it myself. <laughs> Cause that's that. suave, man. That's a suave that. thing to do. He you know? is that. He is that kind of guy. He would. He would drop that kind of money in a half a second. And I knew that. And I knew if we asked him after we bought the hat for forty two dollars, if I came back to him tomorrow and said, "You know, it's forty two bucks. Can we get that back?" He would send us the money in a heartbeat. He, he and absolutely, if you would have said, if you would have said we didn't get you a hat because it cost forty two dollars, he would have been upset. No, he, like, what the fuck? He'd have been. No, he wouldn't no, have been no, mad. No. He, he would not have been mad at all. He wouldn't have been mad, but he would have been like, "Oh, dude." He'd be like, "Oh, dude, I, you know, don't." I would have paid the forty-two dollars. Yeah, he would have. He, he definitely, would, he absolutely would have. I don't know why I gave him that accent. But that's it's that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's but no. So he he would have said that for sure. He would have said, "I would have paid the forty-two dollars." He and he wouldn't have been mad, but he definitely would have like he would have said, "Hey, it would have been fine. I'd have paid it." So that's why, like I said, I knew I'd be on the right side of that. And I had to and get that out for out sure. On. If you bought this dude a forty-two dollar hat, he better be downloading the fucking podcast. Uh, you know, he doesn't even honestly. He doesn't even know we do one. Well, we, he needs to know now. You we, should have sent him a damn note with the hat that said, "Hey, man, don't owe us nothing, but just download this podcast." We actually us. try and keep, uh, like we've talked, we've talked about it before. We try and keep, keep a low profile. Yep. Yeah, at work, we try and at at the factory, we try and keep it as low as possible. Hey, so so guess what I'm looking at right now? What is it? NFL, AFC. New oh, Era 2017 Pro Bowl hats. $15. $31.99. No, you know what? Those are the hats they had out there before the game. Those aren't the hats that we purchased. 
It's not AFC versus NFC. It's not the same hat. Okay, it's not on. one that you can get at the game. People were wearing Quality. those before this the thing started because they went well, and bought one. Well, that's because the Pro Bowl had been there all week long. Or it's because they went to New Era and bought one so they could wear it to the game. Or they knew you guys were leaving. This was your last chance to buy it, and they jacked the price up at the door. That's kind of like Disney when you leave. You're leaving that party at that last store right before you go out. You're like, shit, I got to get something right now. And you're or like, it's never. And you're like, and you're at the door, and you're like, uh, wasn't this shit like ten dollars <laughs> less at the one at the other fucking side of the? Exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck it, I'm hiking back. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back in forty five minutes. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go save ten dollars. I'm cheap. Wow, the the Dak Prescott jerseys for yeah. the Pro Bowl. One hundred and forty. One hundred and fifty. Yeah, that's what they. But that's what they were at the game. Yeah. They were 150 I think they were like 149. The, the, the good thing, well, 149.99. The good thing is, is they ship free. Oh well. <laughs> I will. Say, I'll say though, like getting a Dak Prescott jersey, unless he really hurts himself, you've got a jersey that's going to be around a while. Like, I always, yeah. buy, I always buy a jersey like the year before a guy leaves the team. Dude, don't even tell me about it. I still get mad, dude, about my Randy Moss jersey. <laughs> oh no way, dude! I, I, I cherish that thing. You I don't even have it no more. I was gonna say, you know, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, he, he's gonna go in as a Raider. Well, so I start. Yeah, right. He hates the Raiders, man. That's that's my gripe with him. He doesn't show love to the Raiders. So now, when I buy jerseys, now my my parents bought me a Cameron Brait jersey, which is cool. I'll wear it. <laughs> awesome. I will, I was the only one at the game who had a Cameron Brait awesome. jersey. I, don't, I wouldn't know if that was a prank or if that was serious, but that's awesome. No, oh, it's serious. dude. I love his. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Hey, I'm, hey, joking hey, I'm joking. I'm joking. Make joking. America Brait again. again. Make Tampa. make your Brait again. I love Cameron Brait, man. <laughs> dude, that, he was my ride or die tight end in fantasy all year long. It's just the most obscure jersey to buy, but it it really I mean, was. And I Evans, co- Winston, all these guys, and you get Brait. Just seems. Kind I of Hargraves. So I ordered a bunch. I ordered a bunch of uh, Chinese jerseys. Chinese jerseys for Christmas a couple of years ago, and I gave one one to my dad, one to my brother, one to my best friend. He sold them as real though. One for me. Look, I, look I got at these real for, jerseys I got you. I got two for. But they look pretty legit, right? Dude, they look legit as fuck. But that's what I heard. I, right? I, I got, bought one. I, I, I have. They're like twenty bucks. Um, <laughs> but but like, I, then, I, I bought one for Alex. And then you look at the name tag and it's Cam and, it's like instead of Cameron Wake, it's Cameron who's Cameron Bake? <laughs> no, no, they got well so they spelled all the spelling right for the ones that I had ordered. Um but I had got I had ordered two for Alex. I got him a Tannehill one and I wanted a Cameron Wake one. His son. And Alex. Neil's met Alex. I know, but the listeners yes. haven't. The, 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 dude, you talked about a podcast about trying to get my son to talk. I'm pretty sure they know who the fuck Alex is. We now. didn't mention him. They know who Alex no. is over there. They don't know who fucking Bray is. So let's get up there. <laughs> yes. Right. But uh, they, the the company I ordered from in China, they fucked up and sent me a Jarvis Landry one. And I was pissed. I'm like, who the fuck Why would he pissed? I fucking love Jarvis No, Landry. well, this dude, he, he hadn't played a fucking single snap in the NFL. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, who the fuck is Jarvis Landry? So I got to look him up, find out who he is. I'm like, all right, he's not bad. But, and it turned out my son had a, I can honestly say, my son's got a Jarvis Landry jersey that he had before anybody else had a Jarvis Landry jersey because I fucked up and sent him one, but it turned out to be a good thing. But, I mean, yeah, I I would much rather have a jersey like Cameron Brait where he's not as popular than to look like a bandwagon guy and have somebody like Hargraves or Doug Martin. (laughs) 
Doug Martin. Evan. No, so my no, but my my thing from now on is going to be if I get if I actually go out and buy a jersey, I'll probably buy like a Brooks jersey or an All Star jersey or yeah. Like, like right now, the only the Raider jersey, only Raider jersey in my closet is Belichnikov. Hey, hey Jay- and Jason, if somebody gave me that, if you're smart, you might be able to get it now. A John Lynch 49er jersey. Ooh. The joke I saw. The joke I saw on the the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, site was: Do you think he can change their name to the Forty Seveners? Because <laughs> that was his number. So, uh, all right. So that's enough football talk, Jason. Let's get into these. Uh, all right. So the, you, the, these these news stories here that we have. That's how you want to. That's how you want to transition. We're, 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 that's how we're transitioning. Professional professional transition. Do you guys have like a name for these news stories? Can it's, we get a little more craftier than that? Yeah. So yes. our, our so I now you're making me feel so, very unimportant. Like, let's get to these news stories. I'm not on Channel Five News. Listen, I? I don't pay a fucking attention to Jason at all when we podcast. So I don't know what the hell the name that he calls them. He he has a name for him. But the fuck if I know, I don't listen to him. So here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to reset here, and we are going to transition to our sad but true news stories. We take some ridiculous news stories right off of Reddit, where you could go read them yourself, and we put our own ridiculous spin on them. So now we're going to go into sad but true news. And I'll go over the first one. All right, go ahead. A uh, woman finds car covered in human poo after plane drops waste from overhead. Uh, let me see. Scroll down here real quick. So, apparently, this lady named Bethany, who lives near Salt Lake City International Airport, which is fitting, because we do have, you know, Salt Lake's largest Mormon population in the country. We have Neil on the podcast. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Um, posted a video on Facebook of her feces-splattered driveway. Uh, shit, it just scrolled up on me. Uh, <laughs> her feces-splattered her feces driveway, she claims, was the result of a plane leaking its waste from overhead. The footage shows her driveway covered in small brown fragments that she calls human poop. Uh, she said, I want to vomit right now, she explains in the video. All those little brown things is poop. So, so okay. Neil, what, what, what's your reaction to that? Okay. Uh, first of all, how do you know this is human feces and not like a bird with a bad case of diarrhea or, or something? Well, it's going to be a flock of birds birch not feeling white. well. Bird, we yeah, don't, we don't, we don't mean, want to sound like I mean, racist, but... yeah. I mean, white. Yeah, but it can be black and got some stuff in it. They're not feeling well. You know, you guys aren't fucking vets. I mean, you don't know what the hell's going on here. This could be some sick birds. Number how you, one. How would you feel if you walked outside and your driveway was covered in poop? Oh, man. <laughs> Are you cleaning it up? Hell no. I mean, I guess. I mean, if you had to use a hose or something, maybe, and get it all over the neighbor's shit everywhere. So... I'm reading further down in the story, and, and do you know that um, frozen frozen sewage that leaks from planes actually has a name called blue ice? Yep, it's frozen. I don't. I don't. I, I, I guess I'm not very educated on the shit system on a plane. My guess is, depending on how high it falls from, you know, it it falls freezes from, in the altitude. Yeah, okay. that's my guess. Uh, I'm not sure that this was frozen on its way down because it sounds like they're really close to the airport. So if it if it's like leaking, so they're not allowed to dump in the air. It's illegal. So can she like sue for this? Probably. And and my guess is it's just leaky shit. Like, have you ever had to take a shit and like you run to the bathroom and you just don't make it? You got that? Yeah, you got that that trail running down your leg, your uh, calf. I, well, so I was thinking like like you're you're like fucking with the buckle and you just barely get your pants down, but you're not all the way sat yet. So you shit like all over the wall and like the back of the toilet and like a shotgun, like boom. Basically, it just hits everywhere. 
That's probably what this is. It just leaks out. I don't know. Is there pictures? Because I'm not looking at this. Is there yeah. Like pictures? Yeah, there are pictures of a brown stain on this lady's car and like little brown pebbles. Uh, is he over exaggerating or is this like really horrific looking? No, no. It, it's not. So it's not. Okay. Is it horrific looking? No, it's like a lot of brown spots on her driveway. Yeah, it's like, if like you... your bathroom has looked worse at times, right? Like your own personal situations have looked worse than what her driveway looks like. Well, so if you ever sat down, to, like I think of shit so bad, and you sit down <laughs> and you push so hard and everything explodes and it splatters up against the back part of the toilet. You're like, how did you get up I, there? Yeah, that's kind of what her driveway looks like right now. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so like from the picture, does it look horrific? No, but then you start thinking, okay, that's human shit. And All you go, kinds okay. of human shit. Yeah, not and not your human <laughs> shit or anybody you know. So no, does it look horrific? No, but it's human shit. So yeah, it's it's actually horrific. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. I would be pissed. All right, so the next talk about a shitty day. <laughs> that's a, that's a George joke right there. He wasn't gonna do it. He wasn't I was, doing it. So dude, I, was, I, I totally you know, was not going there. <laughs> he was letting it go. So I, I wasn't gonna let that happen. All right, so the next story we've got is man dressed as tree arrested for blocking traffic. Asher Woodworth, 30, is charged with obstructing a public way. Police said Woodworth stood in the middle of a high street, and that that probably tells you all you need to hear, high street. A high street? Near the Congress Street intersection covered in tree limbs. Officers gave him a warning at first, but Woodworth allegedly returned to the street so he was in the street, left the street, and came back. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. He so was determined. He was, a sh- he was arrested a short time later. Woodworth's motivation, according to police, was to see how people would react to his performance and how he might impact people's natural choreography. His bail was 60 bucks. Now, first thing <laughs> I'm going to say, and I think Neil's going to agree with me, if this dude was black, he'd have been shot right in the middle of the fucking street. Probably. He was brown. Guy, he, he was a he, fucking tree. He's either really dumb or brilliant. I mean, we, we may not have been. We may just not be on his level, guys. I mean, <laughs> I know he, I'm not. They're on testing his level. people's. He's testing people's skills out there. He said, and their this, motor this was, functions. This was in Portland, Maine. No, so I there's think there's not a shit to do in Portland, Maine, is there? Dude, there's not no. a whole lot of shit to do in Maine. Period. No, so I think what like, he's, especially this time of year, other than like going snowing or skiing, what, or snow? pretending to be a tree. How do you go snowing? A very. What is going snowing? snowing. <laughs> <Excuse> <laughs> How do you go snowing? Well, before this article, I didn't think you could pretend to be a tree either. But... <laughs> How do you go tree? Listen, before before the previous <laughs> article, I didn't know you could have shit fall from the sky from a fucking airplane. And I didn't know it fucking froze. So we're learning a lot in a couple episodes here. No, I think, uh, so there's, there's so much else you could do besides dress like a tree. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is the guy, the guy was obviously fucking messed up. He was high on something. He probably he, was. He had to come out. Cause he, his, his mug, I wish you could see his mugshot. He looks like he's fucking high on something. He says I mean, he wanted to see how it impacted people's natural choreography. So he wanted, basically what this dickhead is saying is, he wanted to see how people adjusted to him being an asshole. <laughs> I mean, that's all he's saying is, I want to see how this guy adjusts. Uh, you know, if you called this a Trump protest, they might actually let you stand in the middle of the road, though. That's not true. I mean, I guess we can all agree that this guy was barking up the wrong tree, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Oh. You thought I was the one with the bad jokes. Uh, you know. Hey, these are on the fly, guys. I'm here all week. These are all, these are all freestyle. <laughs> That's why we have you on, Neil, because yes. these witty repartee. Uh, I know, man. I know. 
I mean, you guys paid me enough, so I, we, I owe it to you. We, we gave you every every um, every in, uh, endorsement dollar we have. Yes. You promised me a fucking Pro Bowl hat, but <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, we we've known Rico longer. That forty, that forty two dollars. Oh, we could tell you. I understand. Some, we could tell you some stories about Rico. Oh, uh, we won't though, because it's, it's <laughs> no, a... no, 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 not bad ones. Oh, <laughs> no more suave stories until he listens to the podcast. Yeah, that's true. We gotta get him to download. All right, so the next story, George. All right, uh, next story is I've scrolled down a little too far. Uh, police: Texas A and M student crashed into patrol car while sending topless selfie to boyfriend. Which, by the way, I approve of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Exactly, she's a keeper. Uh, she's our people. She's our person of the week. Absolutely. Uh, Texas A&M student was arrested Wednesday night after authorities said she crashed crashed her vehicle into the back of a parked Bryan police car. According to the report, the woman told the officer she was sending a snapshot, a Snapchat picture to her uh, boyfriend just before the crash. The officer wrote in the report that he had parked his patrol vehicle in the southbound outside lane in the 2500 block of East Villa Maria Road near the emergency lights. Um, is there anything else interesting in here? Uh, here goes. As the officer approached the SUV, he observed Miranda Raider with her bra unfastened trying to put her shirt back on. I hope it didn't give her a ticket. Um... <laughs> Can we get, got, like, her you Instagram got, or you something? Got, you got a free show. I want her Snapchat. You can... Uh, yeah. You, you if, gave her a free show. She gave him a free show. He, she, she, he better not gave her a ticket. Uh, it says, while she told the officer that she was driving back to her dorm on campus, she had been sending a Snapchat, pic- Snapchat picture to her boyfriend while stopped at the red light, according to the report. Uh, what it says down further is yeah, she, she also had- failed parts of a field sobriety test, so she wasn't all there either. Um, but, and, and he, he took her to jail. Yep. She uh, was a 19-year-old, uh, freshman at Texas A&M. And actually, I've got her picture here. She doesn't look bad. No, um, so that's, that's <laughs> like a cop's best day. Like, first, I'm going to get a new cruiser because you just fucked mine up. And second, I just got, I got to see some titties for no reason. A 19-year-old titties. They're <laughs> so, not even like 95-year-old saggy droopy ones. I got to see some free 19-year-old titties. I didn't even have to go pay a club somewhere to see some 19-year-old titties. I just see some titties on the side of the road. No. You guys covered that one. You covered that. I mean, no, so so my... You, you two summed it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> so the 19-year-old, uh, she posted $2,000 bail. So the one thing we've learned today, dress like a tree, act like an asshole, walk out in, in traffic... $60 bail, pull out your titties, $2,000 bail. Well, I think the reason it was $2,000 is she was slightly intoxicated. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> don't let the facts get in the way. Yeah. The f- <laughs> $2,000 bail, don't pull out your titties and <laughs> while you're driving. I mean, she was on a road where there was act- an actual hazard lane when she when she did it. So it's not like she was driving through like like a 15-mile-an-hour zone or whatever. She was like, she was cruising Trying to take pictures of her titties. <laughs> we need her Snapchat. Wow. Um, and Neil, I'll send you this picture we've got of her later, so you know what we're talking Please about. Please do. I'll do more Google, Google searching. <laughs> so, so the next one is probably George's favorite of the do, night. Are you gonna do the drone? Yep. Yeah. Um, Alphabet, which is Alphabet's Google, by the way. I don't know why the fuck they did that, but Alphabet's Google. 
Alphabet and Chipotle will start flying burritos to Virginia Tech students this month. Fucking amazing. In the biggest test of drone deliveries to date, Google's parent company Alphabet and Chipotle are bringing airborne burritos to campuses of Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, Virginia. According to That's Blue- amazing. Yeah. It absolutely is. Uh, it, the trial starts this month, and it doesn't say how fast, but it's going to be out of a Chipotle food truck. Uh, uh, the drones uh, were all approved under the FAA's new commercial guidelines. Can fly autonomously. A ton. Yeah. I- <laughs> I'm not going to try it. Yeah, at least I'm willing to try it. Autonomously. <laughs> there you go. Autonomously. So anyway, so it seems simple, but they're going to use this data um, to help the FAA design a new system where low low traffic air traffic control will uh, help when companies want to do this with multiple drones. So you don't have like like six different companies shooting drones over your house and then watching them collide. Which, by the way, I'm a whole 100% for. I want drones in the sky. I want to see mid-air collisions all over the place. <laughs> Especially if it means free burritos will drop from the sky. I'm not going to lie. When drones, like, first started, like, getting to, like, into people's hands, like, like, very, very early, I didn't know what they were. And I used to, I don't know, a lot of people, I don't know if they know or not, I used to deliver mail for a living. And, um... Not for you know, obviously for a living. I wasn't doing it for fucking fun. And um I used to I, deliver mail for free. <laughs> I was grabbing mail out of people's boxes and just re-delivering it. No. Um so I was delivering mail. <laughs> That's the greatest prank ever. Like like you walk up to you walk up to your neighbor's house, take all their mail, and then you drive it down the street and put it in somebody else's box. <laughs> yeah. right, sorry, go ahead. So okay, so I was delivering mail and I was doing a walking route. So like you would park the truck and walk the whole street. And then get back in your truck and keep moving, doing the same thing. And I was delivering the mail on foot, and I hear this, like, buzzing sound around me. And I'm like, what the hell is that noise? And then I, I'm looking up. I'm looking all over. I can't tell what it is. And finally, this white thing is flying over me. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm like, what is going on here? And I've never seen a drone in person at this time before. Like, I've never seen someone flying one. And the person was hiding behind the, behind the house, and they were doing it. And I was like, what is this? Some kind of government experiment going on out here? What is this thing? I was so freaked out the first time I seen it. And now, you know, obviously it's a part of like everyday life. Like everybody has them. My like, kids have them. It's like so normal. And you're hearing all these things about people delivering. So I think I heard Amazon was going to deliver packages that way even. Yeah, they want to do that. They um, And like I said, this is going to be testing for that. The FAA has got to the FAA's, the FAA's stick up its ass about these things. They want to make sure um, they want to make sure that that you don't just have drones falling from sky like it's human ex- excrement. I think yeah. <laughs> I think this is the beginning stages of flying cars. Well, you know what this I, is. I think eventually they're going to have drones that are big enough for like one or two people that can actually sit in and just fly around in a drone. Well, what this really is is just like the beginning of the end of like mail delivery and like UPS and you know. As long as I don't get rid of Domino's delivery, dude, I'm good. No, they've talked about that, too. Give me one of those Domino's cars. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it's just another one of those automation kind of deals where eventually, you know, the drones will be delivering everything. You have one guy at a computer somewhere mapping the route, and then it goes, instead of having several drivers, like, delivering stuff. But But for the time being... Give me sweet, sweet burritos from the sky. <laughs> I know I want to beta test this or something. Like I don't go to the college and stuff. But... It's a sign from God. My burrito is coming from the sky. <laughs> well, let me ask because we talked about, and I know they don't go this high, but we talked about like the the shit freezing on its way down 
Like, can a burrito really be hot after it's flown through the air? Sure, if you put it in the right type of insulating package, you probably could be fine. As long as my yeah, burrito yeah. shows up still hot, we're all good. Is this not? I don't really eat burritos from Chipotle. I just get the bowl. Is that like a sin here or something? Because I don't no, get so the, the here's burrito. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Here, here's a fat man tip. Okay, <laughs> you get the burrito bowl. Ask for two burrito wraps on the side. Ah. Because those bowls are fucking huge. You can't eat all. Listen, I'm a fat guy. I can't eat the whole goddamn bowl. Yeah, Hold those up. burritos are fucking huge too. Yeah, that's, that's why you ask for two wraps. Now you can make yourself a wrap now, and then you have another wrap for later. And if you want me to throw out another fat guy Chipotle tip, just because we're on fat guy talk, fat guy Chipotle tip, if you want double meat, which you can pay for double meat, wait until they scoop the first amount of meat in, and then ask for double meat. Because if you ask for it right away, they'll give you like one and a half times. Yep. (laughs) But if you ask for it after they've scooped the full amount of meat in, you'll get double meat. Yeah. yeah, anything you ask for a double from them, they never give it to you unless you like have unless, to be like slick about it. And like, yep. or you have to. It's either so you're slick to try and play it off, and and they look at you and they go, "Look, he's fat. Look, I know what he wants. He wants. <laughs> he wants." Or or if you if you have no shame at, at this point, then you could just go, "Look, I'm fat. Hit me with as much of that meat as you can throw in there." <laughs> Listen, I'm fat. Hook me up as much as you can without you getting fired. That's all I want. Yeah. Even even when they were killing people left and right, I was like, "Fuck yeah, Chipotle is With not that stopping here, or whatever it was." Oh, yeah. yeah, I was I, like, "Fuck that." I've never had an issue. I'll roll with the Chipotle. dice, baby. <laughs> I've never had an issue going there. I, I still go there today. It's look, one of my favorite places look, to go. CC's Pizza, Empanadas, and, and Waffle House all in the same day. My stomach's bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Salmonella can't touch sure. it. So so we 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 both took a modium before. Uh, Oh, because nobody Before wants to game? shit in the stadium bathrooms. Oh, oh God. Dude, I ended up having to go Joyce in the stadium bathroom. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. And then when I got home, after eating the uh, the Waffle House, yeah, Emodium lost there, too. <laughs> oh, shit. I was good. My, my stomach held on until the next morning. Oh, Emodium been... ain't got shit on you. <laughs> no, that's the problem. It was good. <laughs> Emodium lost that fight. <laughs> lost that battle. So, Jason, we and have... And you will not be getting your Emodium sponsorship, guys. <laughs> Emodium, there when you need us. Exactly. <laughs> Jason, so we have one last uh, news article here. It says, uh, psychologists say you should masturbate at work. Chick. <laughs> I'm ahead of the Old curve. news. Old news. It said, uh, ever since the smoking ban, say. office workers anyway. have struggled to find an excuse to relieve stress at work, but no more. Uh Need a healthy, enjoyable, and best of all, free alternative break? Try masturbating. Uh, Mark Sargent, psychologist lecturer at Northern Trent University. Jason's doing it right now. He's taking a break <laughs> from his grind. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was a little concerned when you guys were like, you want this tip from this fat man? I was like, whoa, what kind of tip are we handing out here? No, we're he, doing fat guy tips. Neil, we, don't, we know you don't want the tip. You want the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, anyway, you will. <laughs> Listen, so, listen, so, my I've got like three and a half inches. I'm all tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Mark Sargent, psychology lecturer at Northern Trent University, told the Metro that a masturbation break would be very effective at working and a great way to relieve tension and stress. It was echoed by psychologist and life coach Dr. Cliff Arnall. 
Now, I notice how both of these doctors are males. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Now, I, I'm totally cool with this as long as they don't try to make these, like, group sessions and stuff. <laughs> He, then I, I'm good. Uh, he suggested that a masturbation policy might result in more focus, less aggression, higher productivity, and more smiling at work. Uh, wow. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, masturbation breaks at work are now officially endorsed by science. Now, we can't argue with science. Look, no, so we let, can't. Let me say this. <laughs> now, I can see a bunch of people listening to this and going in the bathroom and rubbing one out and and seeing if it works. I can't see any company coming out with a policy of like mandatory thirty minute masturbation session to get refocused. I can't either. Like, but, but like there the are some thing. there are some real liberal f- companies out there that give like you know Google's famous for like all the perks and benefits and like you know meditation pods and slides instead of stairs and all kinds of shit. I can't see anybody at Google going. Have you taken your your masturbation break yet? So, so, so here, here's, here's, here's a very interesting statistic. In 2012, uh, figure it appeared in Glamour as 31% with a polling sample of 1,000 men have masturbated at work. So they're basically saying one in three have done this. So I'm wondering which one of you two sick fuckers have masturbated <laughs> at work. I'm wondering which one of you two haven't. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, <laughs> now Neil, tell me, when you were delivering mail, you never decided to rub one out. Absolutely, man. No, no. <laughs> I'm, that, I'll probably get put in federal prison if I said that. Well, so, I'm not saying uh... you did it on the mail. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, no, I've never, but and I don't think I ever would because what. At what point are you at work and go, dude? I just have to take care of this. Like, I would just obviously go, people do, my man. I, obviously people do. I've, I would got, go, I've got this problem. I'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Like I'd go home. Oh, and, I'm really stressed out right now. Oh, I just can't handle it anymore. Let me go to the bathroom. At that point, instead just, of a smoke break, you get a jerk break. I'm just going home. <laughs> like, like if I needed to jerk off that bad, I'm just gonna go home and and take care of it. Where like I can watch some stuff. And like, or like, I could go home and see if the wife was home, and if she's not home, you know, then then the good times roll. If, if she is home, then I have to like beg, borrow, and plead to get some. And then when that doesn't work, then I have to go in my bathroom and take care of a little business. I'm going to the bathroom. Leave me alone for the next five minutes. <laughs> we, could, we could do we could do what uh, George says his son does and take an hour long shower. Oh, dude, my my son is terrible. Um, <laughs> I yell at him all the time. I like, said, so "We'll hear the shower running, and it'll be running, and it'll be running, and it'll be running for like twenty-five minutes." I'll go knock on the door. Get out the goddamn shower! I'm pooping. What the fuck <laughs> do you mean you're pooping? You've been in this, the shower's been running for twenty-five minutes. You ain't even got it yet. No, I've been on the toilet. So, so one of two, one of two things happens here: either one, your son poops in the shower, or two, he's jerking off for a real long time. <laughs> Dude, he's, neither he's, neither one of those scenarios is good. Dude, he's fifteen. Ah, the good old days when you were fifteen. Hey, he's fifteen. He's got a girlfriend. If he's doing it in the bathroom and she's not around, I ain't gonna become a grandpa. I'm not stressing it. I told you how you could avoid all that. <laughs> no, Condoms. no, no. <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah they they say this is focused at men. Obviously, no. Obviously, <laughs> they say presumably women are advised to head to the kitchen for some herbal tea. <laughs> like, but 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't a know. group of men got together and did this study, right? Just exactly. Like, Those just, are all men scientists. Just like there's a study out there that like says that that uh, women's mental state um, improves after they give their man a BJ. That's, that's true. That's an all man study. <laughs> and you know what? God bless you, and God bless science. <laughs> we don't argue with science when it comes to those facts, Jason. Nope, nope. Those are factual and will never ever be disputed. Oh shit! Can't dispute the facts, my friends. So that is our that is our final sad but true news story. I was about to say I know the name of the of the segment now, Jason. Well, because I told you a little bit ago. <laughs> yeah, well, you said it earlier, and I actually paid attention then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for George to come out and say that was our true but sad <laughs> news. That was so, our fair but foul segment. <laughs> that was your eleven o'clock news on Channel Five. <laughs> <laughs> that was our agree or disagree. <laughs> with with profit from Clock Dodgers. So so Neil, um you know, everybody that listens to us listens to you because we are the shitty version of your show. Absolutely. But I'd like to give you this moment to uh rep your show. It's not true. It's not true, Demi. No, 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 but it is. Well no, so why it's not is and Neil's trying to be polite, he's like, there is nothing about your show about this show that even comes close to being similar to his show because our show is just so bad. <laughs> Hashtag bad at podcast. You know you know what I haven't heard you say yet, Prophet, and everybody who comes on here has to say it. Fuck you, Corey. Yeah, we. I was about to say we haven't told Corey to go fuck off all sh- all, all show. Well, you know he did kill me when he was on the show. Yeah, and regardless of that being justified or not, with the options he was given. Fuck you, Corey. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. So, murder, death, kill, Prophet. <laughs> I should have brought this up. You were gonna forget about this. But he, he, not he, murder, he, death, kill. He was Mar- gonna completely. I was gonna forget about it. It was. Uh, it was. Son so of a bitch. Mary, Mary, kill, fuck, Mary, Mary, fuck, kill. All right. Mila Kunis, Alyssa Milano, and yourself. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First of all, you're an asshole. Um, That's absolutely true. All right, so this should be gonna, honestly. This should be easy because, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Milo Kunis. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna kill. Alyssa, no, I'm <laughs> no, I would seriously. I'd kill Alyssa Milano, and I'd, I'd have to probably kill her because I'm definitely not killing myself. Man, suicide is like a cheap way out. You know. Uh, Although, if you're going through some serious issues. Yeah. No, no sensitivity to that. All sensitivity. No jokes aside. But yeah, um, you know, I'm not killing myself. So she's got to go. I like Miley Kunis. Got a thing for her. So that's what I'm marrying. And see, that's a, that's what I'm. That's what I was thinking too. Is look, I'm married to Mila Kunis. I can't end my life. Not not when I just married Mila. Exactly. Kunis. Yeah. So I have you to finally kill. got to the you got to the go, the promised land there. Yep. Yep. So yeah, I'd have to. No, I'm with you 100. percent If that was my choice. Uh, and I loved Alyssa Milano. I mean, I was young and who, who's the boss days. So and Jason took many 30 minute breaks to her. I took a lot of showers. <laughs> many work breaks. Many I work took, breaks. Many, took, many work breaks. I took a lot. No, I was young when she was young. I took a lot of, a lot of long showers where I was pooping in the tub <laughs> to, to Alyssa Milano. And so, yeah, but, but there's something about Mila Kunis. Um, there is. Okay, did I, George, are you agree with us here? Or are you oh, the other way? Absolutely. No, no. I, I I completely disagree with you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna. Wow. Swear, I, I'm gonna. We're marrying the same person. But I, okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna fuck Melissa Milano. I'm killing you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, Technically, it, you 
did say you marry Marley Kunis, you fuck with some Milano, what else is there to live for? You could just kill yourself, really. So No, no, you know, no. You know. There's a lot more to live for, dude. <laughs> yeah, good fucker again. But, but, but the option was to kill you, so that was an easy one. <laughs> this is true. So now, so now Corey and George have killed you. I'm the only can one. Can we just haven't... kill Corey? I haven't killed you yet. No, no, we have to keep Corey around so we can say fuck you, Corey. Yeah, we've actually okay, started okay. A, a, a hashtag fuck you, Corey movement. That's actually... It's actually gaining steam. traction. <laughs> it's um, gaining some strength. It, it's got more mentions than we have listeners. <laughs> so, um, all right. So after after that, well, when you, you guys have like a million listeners, are you still going to say you don't have any listeners? Yes. Yes. Okay, just check. Yep. I just want to make sure you guys are going to say true to the brand. Or no, oh, absolutely. Else. No, we 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 will know what got us there. <laughs> we have four and a half listeners as of right now. As of right now, I, just making sure you don't and, sell out. And, that's and, all. And, and we have to acknowledge that half listener because he 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 made it very clear to us that he was a half a listener. So that would be Mister It Burns. And he told us he told us he's a half listener because he listens like weeks after the show comes out. And I'm thinking to myself. Well, fuck, it takes me a month and a half to put the show out, and then it takes him weeks to listen to it afterwards. Like He, he just listened to our week two football pickums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all That's right, awesome, man. let's see who's going to win week two. I know these guys. <laughs> By the way, I'm pretty sure I won that. So, much like everything else we've done, we've never completed it, so. <laughs> we don't know. I think I won. <laughs> I was ahead by a good amount going into the last. No, week. you were. You were ahead like three games. <laughs> That's a lot. That's not a good amount. <laughs> I would just pick what you picked, so I couldn't lose. <laughs> we didn't tell each other what we picked. <laughs> That's true. All right, Neil. Um, rep the Clock Dodgers. Tell us where people can find you. Oh man, Clock Dodgers podcast. You can find it anywhere that podcasts are available. So I'm not gonna list them all. Wherever you guys are at, that's where I'm at. You know. Download you guys first, and then if you have time, find me. Um, CloudDodgers.com is the website. Lots of great articles, and otherwise, you know, Fancy Life at Matt Prosit or Twitter at CloudDodgers. All right. And- so, I got a question for you. Oh. How come you never changed the name on the Fancy Life app? I know at one point you were talking about doing that. Yeah. I locked down at CloudDodgers just in case somebody wanted to be funny and be a jackass. But, uh, I never changed the name. I don't know. People seem to be comfortable with profit, man. I don't know what it is. Like, I tried to make the change, but then everybody was like, no, 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 no. And so I uh, backed off. And I don't know. You think I should make the full transition here, man? Well, no. It sounds better to be profit from Clock Dodgers than it mean than to just be Clock Dodgers, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's what I think. I mean, you guys don't call yourself at Bricks and the Grind. Well, no, it's too long. Yeah, exactly. I'd be breaking, you know, he'd be the grind. You can do that. At the break and at the grind. <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum over here. So I think I think George's rap, new rap name is The Grind. <laughs> I'm The Grind. We got nine gag on the line. <laughs> gag. Oh, man. Um, I had no clue these guys were talking about. No, absolutely not. So, hey, that makes two of us. Yeah. All right. So, if you guys want to reach us, you can catch me. I'm at Dr. Mill on the Fantasy Life app. I'm at Geo. You can catch us on our website, www.bftgpodcast.com. Bookmark on, that shit. Check us out on Twitter at BFTGPod. And you can email us if you have any questions, want to be part of our questions and answers at bftgpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us at iTunes and all the other places podcasts are available. And thank you for taking a break from your daily grind.
definitely fuck myself. 